thing that you hear quite a lot, and it's again understandable in this in this current moment of where we are with AI, is AI is going to replace salespeople. Like it's just going to be there will be no thing as salespeople anymore. AI is going to take over. The robots are coming. But I think the answer is that salespeople powered by AI are going to replace the salespeople that are not, and that's the distinction. Welcome to the Asia Growth Forecast by HubSpot, a podcast where we dissect successful sales strategies of fast-growing brands and show you how to grow your business in Asia. We talk with sales leaders from brands like Neom, Aspire, VMware, and Asana to uncover the secret sauce behind their sales motion and understand what it takes to win the hearts and minds of buyers in this region. I am Adarsh Norona. And I am Romka Volkoviak, and together we lead sales for HubSpot across Southeast Asia and India. We will be your host this season, and now let's get into today's show. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Asia Growth Forecast. And today we are talking to Christian Kinnear, HubSpot's very own Chief Sales Officer. Christian, you are joining us today not too long after Inbound, HubSpot's flagship annual conference, where we announced a bunch of exciting product updates and invited industry experts to share their insights on the hottest topic of the season, I'm sure, artificial intelligence. We are really excited to have you join us today. And as we deep dive into how AI is revolutionizing the world of sales and how sales leaders and professionals should prepare themselves for the AI-powered world. Welcome on the show. Thank you so much, Ramka and Ali too. It's uh, fulfilling a dream. I've uh, wanted to be on your podcast for quite a while. I've been jealous of your guests, so I was thrilled when you asked me to come along, and I'm really looking forward to the conversation today. It's a, such a great pleasure to have you, and thank you so much for agreeing to join us today. Well, let's talk a little bit about your career. You have an impressive, impressive run spanning nearly three decades in sales and leadership roles across North America, EMEA, LATAM, and also APAC. You have had a front row seat watching the evolution of technology. So can you tell our audience a little bit about yourself and what also, what do you do today for HubSpot? Thank you so much. As a starting point, if folks, it doesn't give it away with my accent. I am Irish. Uh, I'm based here in Dublin in Ireland. I've been here for most of my life. As an Irish person, we're not very good at taking compliments. So thank you so much for your kind introduction. It makes me feel naturally awkward as an Irish person to hear compliments and, and nice things being said. But I guess to answer your question, yeah, it's 25 or so years now of software tech. I began as uh, some folks of my generation did back in the day of floppy disks. And we then upgraded to things called CDs and then CDs into cloud and the rest is history. But it's been quite a journey. I've over that time been very lucky, I think is the, the central pillar of my career. I've tried to put myself in the right place at the right time, but you need some luck as well. And over the years, I've started out really with uh, UK Irish businesses back at the very beginning and then quickly uh, moved into international roles and absolutely loved it. I, I've always really been intrigued by different markets. Uh, my roles have been either in Europe and EMEA-wide again initially, and then in the last sort of 15 years have been uh, international. So in that case would be uh, EMEA, Europe, Middle East, Africa, which is uh, very diverse indeed. And then uh, APAC Japan as well in Google before I joined HubSpot and with HubSpot as well. Uh, so I've had uh, quite a number of years in EMEA, JPAC, and uh, getting 
engage with buyers, sellers, customers, partners across uh, the vast majority of the globe. It's been super, super, super interesting. Um, I've had a chance to get exposed to enterprise level selling at the very high end, uh, down into mid-market, small business, very small business, uh, digital-driven sales, human-driven sales, direct sales, partner sales. I've led demand-generating orgs as part of that, as well as the, the various quota-carrying roles. So yeah, it's it's been really, really interesting. Um, it's been a great journey so far. And I think we're going to maybe open a new chapter here today that's possibly the most exciting one of all, actually, of, of all of those years of tech evolution. This is certainly one of the very, very big ones we're, we're about to talk today. So I'm looking forward to the chat. I'm just listening to your brief and I'm thinking to myself, what are these top companies that you've not worked for? <laughs> and what are the roles that you've not done? Because you literally have done almost the entire spectrum of sales leaders' role. So Ramka, I joined HubSpot about four years ago and Christian then was my initial mentor. And I was stunned his level of knowledge in Asia, honestly, yes. Because he was building a rapidly fast-growing company for us in HubSpot EMEA. But his knowledge about Asia, India, in fact, was stunning. And then now he's leading us globally and leading us to the next path of glory. So very excited. Christian, welcome to the show. I just wanted to probably ask you a bit of a known question uh, based on what uh, we are talking here. You operated in the intersection of sales and technology for a long period of time now. We see from our end, AI is just taking the world by storm and everyone is scrambling to figure it out, how to make best use of it. Now, in your opinion, what are your thoughts on the latest developments in AI? And as a sales leader, what are you really excited about? Why should people care about this topic at all in the first place? Great opening question. And it's a big one. I think the way I would start thinking of this is that there's been an evolution within CRM, within the front office space, the, the customer platform where companies engaging with their customers through uh, marketing, sales, service, and success, uh, any of those front office uh, parts of the business that interact with the front office. We've been evolving those platforms and those products for quite a while. I would say they've been an iterative process where we've been trying to enhance some of the fundamentals of how software can help people to engage better with their prospects and customers. And that's been a progressive process. I think there's been some pretty big use cases, though, that just couldn't be addressed because technology just couldn't do some of the things that we would love it to do. And the answer for sales leaders and then on the recipient side, the buyer or prospect was, we just have to do it this way because it is what it is. Like, But there is no other way. We have to have administrative parts of the role. There's clunky ways of doing things. The tech can't help and support us being more efficient and more effective. So it is what it is. And AI came along and just blew that wide open. And we still, I think it's fair to say today, as we sit here, we haven't yet fully grasped all the potential and all the opportunity of, of exactly how it's going to affect all of us. Everyone's excited. Everybody's starting to realize that with Gen AI and some of the other uh, AI advancements, there's uh, lots and lots of new boundaries that have just been opened up. We can now uh, consider 
software and CRM handling a ton more use case. So that as a framing, I think is why I'm so excited. And, and we talked about inbound, everybody was bouncing around inbound. The best place maybe we could start is with the buyer, right? So because AI is changing everything about how the buyer will buy now already for some people and certainly in the future for the modern buyer. And I think the, the way that buyers in the context of people being able to search and find information themselves and, and changing the way that they source and identify potential products and services, AI is just going to magnify that 10, 100 fold, where the idea now that a buyer can, in the good sense, go and find with context and personalization at a level they've never had before through AI, finding and sorting through to find answers to their questions, uh, progressing their thoughts, um, figuring out options, all with context and personalization, again, at a level that they've never had before. The, the only way you could offer that stuff is you tried to offer as a business the as sort of a one-size-fits-all answer on your website or somewhere else where you hope that'll answer most people's question. AI is going to make this completely customized and personalized, which is going to be incredible. And that's really good for the customer. It's really, really, really good for prospects and buyers and, and customers. And I think buyers, prospect customers are going to love what's coming with AI. I think there's going to be this incredible new experience. That's awesome. And I think you kind of, in a nutshell, covered the excitement that was shared in Inbound that reverberated all across the regions and even in Southeast Asia and India and all the regions here, we were glued uh, onto those presentations and announcements. I think you spoke about that buyer-seller equilibrium and, and generally the engagement. I also feel the sophistication that has come up because of this. I think as a salesperson, you are much more enabled and sophisticated in your approach, your conversations, your emails, your your know-how generally. And I think Romka was talking to me earlier ago and she might share the same stats around Singapore. There were some uh, real good finds about this. Romka, do you want to pick it up? Yes, absolutely. And I think, you know, that excitement that you just shared, uh, Christian and Adi, we can see that as well, very well in Singapore, as it's actually quite shocking that 66% of sales professionals and marketeers are already using generative AI tools in their role. 66% just in the few months during which the chat GPT has been uh, with us. So that's a very short period of time. What is even more interesting is the fact that 99% of these people say that generative AI are, is important for the day-to-day -day work today. And it is actually helping them to save up to three hours of work every single day. That is, this is shocking. It seems like it's too rapid. Um, and the adoption by everybody around is uh, pretty fast than you expect. That's certainly part of the conversation today, right? And I think the adoption piece, that could be a very good or a very bad stat that you just described because it depends on how you look at it. And, and I know we all talk about this in, internally and lots of people are talking about the more is more concept of people doing demand generation and outreach incorrectly, where they're just using brute force to try to spam and try to uh, break through with the sort of poor content and, and low quality content to an, an audience. And Gen AI has again changed the rules, but in this case, the speed to create content is near instant and the cost is near zero because of Gen AI. So those bad actors or people who think are doing it wrong, uh, the more is more approach they can spam 10x now that they could before because they can create so much more content so much more quickly a different variety and they can they can do a lot more which 
that maybe some of the folks in, the, in that percent you were describing of who are now leaning into Gen AI, they see it as a way to do even more of what they were doing before. And I think that's going to, if you pull that thread forward, it's just going to create a ton of noise in all markets and, and that relationship. And you know, again, we've talked internally, and I know you, you've both talked about this before, of the this kind of crisis of connection that we have where between buyers and sellers and buyers are saying, hey, I this connection we used to have is is loosening and in some cases is is breaking and this noise spam overwhelming the market with sheer volume is going to create more disconnection if those folks aren't careful so there's a there's a bit of a cautionary tale here of yes it's powerful but just be thoughtful about are you actually worsening the the disconnection with your prospects and customers or are you are you improving it that's a that's a really important point i think yeah i think i'm going to take us guys towards the pitfalls then um as well in this conversation because i think it's nicely flowing christian if you can tell us a little bit more what do you foresee or what do you see already today perhaps what are some most common pitfalls to avoid when sales professionals and and marketeers sales leaders adopt uh, gen ai in their day-to-day roles where do you see companies mostly going wrong already yeah i think the that sort of excitement and urgency without some oversight is the the core of the problem here and i think what what i'd recommend and certainly the position we've taken in hubspot is this is still an early stage technology that is still being evolved and we're figuring it out everybody globally collectively at the same time and we still have humans in the loop and we recommend that too so for those that aren't familiar with the phrase that you can generate a bunch of content if if that's the use case you're describing here you should still have a human being that reviews it before you you send it to a customer before it goes out and I know some folks will say, oh gosh, that's that's a little bit of manual work. You're kind of putting people back in the mix. But to begin with, yes, that that's right. And, and that's how it should be because Gen AI by its nature is going to need to learn. It's going to need to uh, evolve and get more sophisticated, more accurate as it goes along. The voice of your company um, is incredibly important. Your brand and the tone of your company uh, is something that's unique to you. And I think it's something you should protect at all costs. Just be very mindful around um, so I think where folks are going wrong, pitfalls is saying it's it's a free for all and saying to everybody, you can go and use ChatGPT or something else to generate a ton of content and then just fire it out without any review and oversight. I, I think that's dangerous and I think that's going to be something folks will regret. Um, there's probably a, a layer of oversight as well of the thing, thing I just mentioned saying quantity and quality measures or assessment do you have for the business? So if individuals now are bypassing the marketing department and legal department and others and saying they're they're creating a thousand emails, 10,000 emails, whatever that quantity is, is that within policy and within guidelines? Is that what you want for your business? Are those the instructions and direction you want to give? So uh, maybe clarifying those, because I think for many people, there probably wasn't a need for, for clear, clear policy on this stuff. Um, given just the manual nature, it was difficult for folks to do mass emailing. Um, but this is something just to, to tidy up a little bit. I think as well, you know, the data security side of it is one component, again, that we're all collectively kind of working our way through. But it's just a question to pose because the reality, again, of some of these large language models is you are taking internal sensitive customer information in some cases or details about your company and exporting them outside of your firewalls to a large language model and asking them to take that information and send you back you know, an interpretation of it. So there's data and security questions there and obviously very aware in different geographies that can be very stringent and very strict. So you don't want to fall foul of 
enthusiasm getting in the way of where you've, you've ended up uh, pushing things out. So I'd, I'd be careful there too. Uh, and maybe a last thought to share, which is to put a small silver lining on these things because it you know feels like, gosh, it's fraught with danger. These are all manageable things. These are all things that companies can and will figure out. It's just the, the nature of being quite early stage. Uh, I would say to almost contradict myself that one of the things that we've seen in parts of our business and then externally too is an error or something that's being learned by folks is the way you engage with AI, I think project management-wise, it should be fundamentally different to other rollouts that you've had. And I would say that, to be more clear, is that typically, you know, if you decide you're going to introduce a new piece of tech in your business, there's a long and, and detailed scoping exercise. There's a pilot, there's a test phase, there's a pilot version two. You begin to expand and you implement and you enable. And this takes you know, quite a long time. AI is just moving so fast that assuming you can get the data bit right, security piece right, and some policy guardrail, I think you got to go fast with this one. You know, the old concept of crawl, walk, run in terms of how you might roll something out and start very, very slow and start getting picking up speed and then eventually you know go full speed. I think the analogy we're using is run, fall over, run, fall over. And, and again, within control circumstance, do not put customers, data, anything at risk. That is not a, the message at all, of course, but, but just try and kind of take a different motion here because to, to the point you just made, like everyone is taking advantage of Gen AI and, and other AI tools and slow pr- approach that you've had before, the slow method. That's why it's also very important that organizations invest in training their employees on Gen AI tools and employees themselves also take that upon themselves to to upskill themselves. We also see that uh, from the same market survey where I was sharing some data before as well, that 35% of marketing and sales professionals, they don't really even know where to start when it comes to learning about artificial intelligence. So it just goes to show there is very little training that is out there at the moment and it's not easily available just yet. Just a fun fact on that. Despite that, look at this number. Internet, it took about four years to reach 100 million users. Chat GPT has taken two months for the same volume. Despite that, I think uh, you're you're spot on there, Romka. Uh, I think training and like Christian mentioned, the pitfalls to be avoided is pretty crucial. Christian, I wanted to take you back to one more thing that you mentioned a while ago about more is more concept, which is now getting fractured. The buyer-seller dynamic obviously is shifting. There's no question about it. But what's interesting is when you combine the rise of Jenna AI and with other trends such as your macro environment and tighter budget, what we're really hearing from everybody is that sales is seemingly getting a bit harder than before. Now, we had an episode recently where we discussed about more is more, uh, the sales book being very fractured and prospects are harder to reach, deals are taking longer to close, growth has stagnated, sales reps are really struggling to connect with customers and at the core of it lies the productivity problem. So where do you think uh, AI fits in and how do you feel we should be trying to resolve this productivity issue? Yeah, I couldn't agree more. That is a great point. I think the macro today, AI can play a role and there's probably a secondary part of what I said earlier about the buyer behavior change is going to affect sellers. So AI will play a role to to counterbalance that. Two pillar components here in the productivity discussion, there's um, efficiency and effectiveness, those two components that come together to, to deliver productivity in on the seller side of the equation. There's a bunch of things that today sales professionals 
be they uh, frontline sales reps uh, facing customers, uh, business development people, uh, management leaders, and so on. Everybody has a lot of stuff in their day. They say that's just non-customer facing stuff that's administrative that I just have to do because there's no other way. It's just not possible to do anything else. I have to do it myself. And they spend huge percentages of their time and hours and hours and hours. Gen AI and other tools are helping to get rid of that, to either remove or certainly massively reduce those things. And that road task management stuff, um, this feeds into like content generation, which type of uh, messages will I build for this next campaign? What kind of talking points will I use? And the research component of that, there's huge amounts can be saved there. There's a lot in so that collaboration communication piece. So as, as all salespeople will know, there's a lot of comms with your stakeholders, your internal partners, external partners, your, your management team, and so on. You have to communicate a lot of stuff all the time and writing a lot of mails, a lot of summaries, a lot of handovers and things that happen all within the, the sales and the deal and at the end of deal into, into your success team. All of that can be supported through Gen AI. There's huge, huge savings can, can be, be made there as well. So those ideas, you take a lot of manual stuff and just condense it and get Gen AI to take it off your hands. That's really interesting. And for salespeople, that's going to be super powerful to do what's change the game. And salespeople want to talk to customers. The, the one thing they want more than anything is have more customer time, more prospect time, and get out in the market and engage with people. So uh, freeing up 10, 20, 30, 50% of their time, productivity is going to go through the roof, just the, that customer-facing piece. Now, the, the flip side of what I said earlier, the uh, buyer side, being able to get this AI uh, delivered contextual personalized information changes the expectation on the seller now because the seller today and, and historically has been the source of knowledge, the, the font of information. So the, the seller will be going to say, I will tell you about the, the product, how it might be used, some of the solutions, some of the examples, the case studies and so on. Not too far down the track in the next few years, buyers will be able to get that for themselves. The, the AI tools and bots will be far more sophisticated to do those components of give me the information I need and the bots and AI will serve that to them. So the seller now will be told, okay, you don't need to do that part of your role. Um, you now have a different role, which is that personal touch, the the kind of segment of one that we've all dreamed about saying, how do you create an ability to really know this one customer, this one contact incredibly well, exactly what they need, where they're at and what's what's next for them. And that personal human touch piece is going to be massively important. And the seller is going to pivot into that space. The last thing I know, the other part of the seller side, we talked about the kind of efficiency, the effectiveness is going to be a, an enormous one. And you know, we, uh, we talk about agents and things in AI agents and this idea of guided decision-making. And this is the internal conversation we're having of today. If you think of any salesperson in any industry, anywhere, there's a pretty standard approach, which is you, you hire somebody, you bring them into your company, you put them to some form of training and like a, an induction or foundational training. And then you set them loose to say, okay, we think you're partly ready or as ready as we can get you. And then you go and you engage with some customers and then your manager or coach brings you back in and says, okay, that stuff was good. This stuff wasn't. Let's kind of help you figure it out. And they, they continue to have this conversation, try and help that person get better at the job. And then eventually over time, a little bit through trial and error, um, they get very good at the job. They understand all of their role and they're able to sell really well. But that takes quite a lot of time. In this new world, 
this guided selling idea of an AI agent that sits virtually beside every person, it will guide you on every single deal. It'll encourage and nudge and coach you on every single moment and talk about this thing that they just said means you should offer them this other this um, case study that's relevant thing they just raised, or based on that thing, you should add this product to the mix because the thing they're describing is this new product we have. And it will do all these things to guide the individual and bring them back if they're trying to progress a deal too fast, as some salespeople do. It will catch it and say, hey, it looks like you're trying to go to the next stage, but you, in, in all the emails I'm scanning and the conversations I'm reviewing that from our conversation intelligence, you haven't talked about budget yet. So you got to talk about budget before you move them forward. And it will do all those things all day, every day. And now as a sales leader, think of the ramp of those new hires and their productivity and their capability where they're getting coached effectively 50 times a day instead of twice per week. This is huge, huge, huge. This is going to totally change yeah. the game on the seller side. Before we move into the next segment, here is a quick word from HubSpot. Is your software bill out of control? You're not the only one considering a breakup with your tech stack right now. Let me introduce you to HubSpot CRM. It's the best platforms to speed up your sales and scale your business without blowing your budget. HubSpot's powerful CRM helps you automate tedious tasks, keep track of all your deals in one place and make sure your whole team has access to the same data. And best of all, you can try before you buy. No commitment, no hidden fees, not even a credit card is needed to sign up. Learn more at HubSpot.com. And we already see that uh, a little bit as well from that recent survey that we that we run in in Singapore, where you know to your point about uh, effectiveness, right? We're just talking about the efficiency, how it saves time on manual tasks, and the fact that it can uh, AI can save up to three hours a day uh, for a salesperson. But that effectiveness that comes with it as well that that's that's a game changer indeed. Just like you mentioned, what we see in uh, in our data as well is that 72% of sales professionals who use generative AI uh, to assist with prospect outreach say that the response rate is higher compared to, to outreach without it. So that, that it's already happening. And the other thing as well is what about sales strategy, right? So that's, that's also something we cannot forget. AI is going to be very important in that piece as well. And we already see as well that sellers, quite a big chunk of sellers, 83% say that they are using AI to tools for their, for coming up with their self strategy and how to go to market. So we already see that the big change already happening. That is so true, Ramka. In fact, in India, I'm noticing something really, really significant and unique. And I think, Christian, I, I want to pick your brains on this. Uh, the SMBs were always at the mercy of the budgets they could put in for their marketing needs and outreaches, etc. But now, what GAI has really done, it's leveled the playing field for SMBs. Like, they can now compete like never before. I think if you're a sales leader or a sales professional in a small, medium-sized business, in this part of the world especially, Gen AI is your slingshot for growth. And it can set you up to compete against large enterprises without the need for that big budget or the teams, right? It's so exciting for SMBs. Your thoughts? Yeah, I, I agree. As you're describing that, connecting memory back to, we, when we talked about inbound back 2006, 7, 8, I, I joined uh, in 15, but the, the conversations that I, I heard recounted of those early days were that idea of SMBs having leveling the playing field in how they generate demand, how they get found. Uh, it's about the size of your, your brain, not the size of your wallet. 
and giving that SMB that ability to go and compete in market. And this feels really similar. I think it's it's a similar kind of sense that we have. Um, and I completely agree. I think the thing that's changed so much and so fast in the things we've been describing is just the availability of of AI. And and I think what will be interesting to see, and uh, again, I'll speak from our perspective for the, for the audience, um, we consider AI and how AI should be shared with the world as a democratization of AI. So, you know, you can take something which is incredibly powerful new tech, and you can you can covet it and and price it very heavily, and say it's only available to folks who can afford it. It's the very high end, and it's you know it's the select few will get access to it, and they will have advantage. We completely disagree with that, and I think ChatGPT has done the same thing to say, no, this should be open to everybody. This is like this is a world changer. This can be like a massive impact for SMBs in countries all around the world, um, who are able just to gain access to this thing, and it's it's ubiquitous and it's available to everybody everywhere. And again, for our platform, we've embedded across all of our platform. It's in there. You don't need training qualifications and AI to understand and figure out how to how to set up AI and how to use it, it's just baked inside the tool. And I think more and more companies are going to do that too. And those SMBs in India and and lots of countries all around the world, I think are all just about to realize that, oh gosh, there's like incredible power that used to be, you know, coveted by the select few is now available to everybody. And you're going to see that adoption just continue that that spike that you're described where it's uh, exponentially uh, faster adoption than the internet and other technologies, that's going to keep going. There's there's a long way to go here, but um, I think well, I love that. And that's part of, part of what I, I love about being in HubSpot is that level of playing field, helping SMBs figure out how to go faster, do more, uh, be more efficient and scale. And I think AI sits right in that sweet spot too. So yeah, true, I completely agree. True. I think that gives them the power to go global suddenly and to grow faster and grow better. And that's what we've been trying to do from the day one at HubSpot. So we are the ones who've been trying to change the pace at which companies grow. That's the feedback we've received. Okay. So Christian, I think we've made a solid argument now Then why salespeople should be excited about GI and the potential it has to change the way we sell. Now let's get into the how part of it. Where should they start? Like what tools should they look to leverage if they want to tap the power of um, AI tools? I think the way the mental model of sorts that I would use here is, is keeping those two components that have come up a few times in the conversation of efficiency and effectiveness and, and, and keeping them in those two buckets. The easiest thing to do, I think, is around the efficiency one is the easiest place to start and the most obvious. I think that's where we can say, can you identify work processes, practices that you have today that are manual, labor-intensive, you know, keeping your frontline customer-facing people away from customers, um, and you should find ways and means to, to reduce and attack those inefficiencies and those administrative, repetitive tasks and trying to find ways to do that. ChatGPT is the most obvious one we should obviously start with about uh, how to find ways and means to create content, create messaging, uh, simplify and, and take contextual information about customers and prospects and not have individuals do that all the time. There's some interesting things to do there. I think of, of other companies, there's a lot of stuff in the Drift and Clary and Apollo and others are, are doing a lot of interesting things around AI. Internally, we're using Gong quite a lot. Um, and again, this idea of how do you think about using conversation intelligence information from calls to 
turn that into insights about the deal, insights about the customer. Second tier of stuff, this kind of um, effectiveness piece, we talked a little bit about uh, that kind of coach, the AI uh, agent and assistant who sits with the, virtually with the individual. Um, I think it's probably two parts here. There's, there's prospecting and deal management. And those two components uh, for folks that feel like they're past phase one or have a good handle of phase one and want to get into the more sophisticated stuff. Um, prospecting, I think, is really interesting, but we didn't touch on too much. I know you mentioned an interesting stat there a moment ago, but prospecting, there's massive amounts of manual labor involved here. If you think of, again, a standard classic salesperson or business development or SDR person who is saying they spend a lot of time researching, like they, of, of the hour or 10 hours or 100 hours in any given window of time, most of the time is not actually speaking with a prospect. It's all of the, the other work that sits around it. In this case, there's two big things that they're trying to get to. It's intent and fit. Those, those like fit and intent are the two dynamics of great prospecting. Can I find companies that are a great fit for what we do? And can I find good fit companies that already are showing some signs of intent, i.e. They're, they're looking in the market? That's the that's the ultimate that every demand generation prospect are trying to find. And I think the Sixth Sense are somebody we, we partner with at the moment. We, I admire a lot of what they do. They're doing a lot of work on this to figure out fit and intent and taking signals in market. And the this intent dynamic, how do you understand that sense of intent? Uh, intent? Obviously, AdWords and spend people had with ads with Google has been most of that intent piece of people are looking at ads, a signal of intent. That's becoming a little challenging. And again, AI is likely to change that. And people should think that through the, the idea that we're going from search to social. And, and the old idea that if you wanted to look for a product or, or investigate a product or find out about it, a product or service, you would search and that leans into AdWords and Google's core business. That's not going to go away, but certainly the rise of social as a place for people to research product and going through networks and communities and want to engage with other people and find out their opinion and view is massively growing. And we're going to continue to see that shift. So the effectiveness of AdWords is a question to be answered. We'll see how that goes. Um, so these other intent scoring AI engines is going to be really interesting space and place to look at. So I would say those are the those road tasks. It would be uh, remiss of me not to mention our products even just for a moment because we have, as you guys know, in, in Inbound, we've announced a ton of things. We've launched across the customer platform and we have a whole lot of AI assistants and agents who will create content for you, will give you those insights and reporting and views the idea of taking what was information and turning it into intelligence is really interesting. We're doing that as well. And some of those agent tasks and things to take a high level order goal and create the sequence of things that need to happen to achieve that goal and execute those things. They're all part of the HubSpot customer platform now. How do I get the value without kind of needing to do much heavy lifting? We'll find a platform like HubSpot that's done it for you. That's true. And I think when uh, ChatSpot got released, the excitement we had, not just in my team, I saw it in teams across HubSpot, outside with our customers and prospects, this conversations about ChatSpot. Uh, just to be able to do research on companies when you're prospecting was amazing. And I think my the other thing that my team uses very often is HubSpot's reporting assistant. It's natural language prompts that you put and turn data into actionable reports. And that is amazingly valuable. So Christian, now we are coming to that part of the show where we ask our guests to look into their crystal balls and predict the future. 
I mean, it's not the first time that we've been to, we've been asked to do forecast, right? <laughs> What's your forecast for AI and will AI change the sales in the next five to 10 years? And what can sales leaders and professionals do to prepare for it? What will still be the same five, 10 years from now is, and this is my firm belief, People still buy, I think, based on emotion. The decision to make a purchase is something of an emotional decision. And people have in their mind, if I make this purchase, I can see the things in my professional or personal life that will get better uh, based on this decision. So that's hardwired into who we are as people. And um, I think the emotion part of it then will be connected to connection, no pun intended. But that idea of if you're going to evoke an emotion in me that makes me decide to buy something, you kind of need to know me. You'll, you'll, I need to trust you. We have to feel like we have a connection. It needs to be authentic. It can't be faked. And, and, and I want to have that sense of connection with you as the seller that I trust you and we, we have some kind of a connection. That will be true as well. The last thing that will be true, I think, is this, this continued digital and human blend that's already underway. There'll be this, this requirement where at the very early stages of digital buying and product-led growth, there was sort of this clunkiness about you can choose one or the other. You can either speak to a person or you can do self-serve. And there's like two paths and there's like a brick wall down the middle and you choose a path and off you go. And that is obviously no longer agreeable to buyers. They say, no, 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 don't force me down one or other. I'd like these two tracks to run in parallel and I'd like to jump across between them as much as I can, as often as I can, when I want, how I want, and go forward and go backwards and have all the flexibility. So... I think buyers are going to really want that idea of this thing needs to be seamless. It needs to be easy. It needs to be beautiful. And then every buyer will choose a different path. They'll say some will do mostly digital, a bit of human. Some will prefer lots more human touch and a little bit digital. But like that interchangeability and blend and flex, that is going to be crucial. And people who provide that ability to flex and, and switch lanes will do really well. And those that try to force buyers down either path or force them through a process will fail. Honestly, they will. The buyers just will not allow that. They just won't accept it. They'll find a different path somewhere else. The thing that's changing with AI is going to be there's the magnitude of the digital experience is going to be so much better. And again, if you think of the sales leadership um, perspective that used to be the case was sales leaders were leaders of sellers, of people. And much, much more so now, and absolutely in the five to 10 years out, Sales leaders will be this, the leader of selling more holistically, that digital and human journey. And the digital AI side is going to take care of lots of the heavy lifting, the things we described, where you now need to think in terms of the amount of the journey someone can take by themselves. That used to be perceived, certainly in the early years of my career, as like, that was a bad thing. It was like, hey, stop holding on to those prospects. Like, give them to me to speak to, because the sooner I can engage with them as a person, I think I can convince them to move through the process better than any kind of automation can. And that was kind of true, because automation wasn't great back at the very early nascent stages. It's come on enormously over the last number of years, and AI is going to take that forward again. So I think the seller and sales leaders who say, you should embrace this. Like there's incredible capability. It's a beautiful experience for the, the buyer. Um, that AI can produce that digital outcome for you. In a world where, let's be honest, we have this vast majority now starting to shape itself where the buyer persona is becoming the next gen. It's a millennial buyer who 
as millennials have a preference to have less human engagement around buying decisions and more digital engagement. It's, it's a function of generational change and preference and bias. So if all of your buyers want less human, more digital and want better digital and, and beautiful digital experience, you're going to need to do that. that that's going to be table stakes in, in five to 10 years. So I think you're, you're going to need to deliver that experience that folks want and figure out what role your salespeople now play and how that works. And I'd say the, the, the last sort of thing that you hear quite a lot, and it's again, understandable in this, in this current moment of where we are with AI is AI is going to replace salespeople. Like it's just going to be, there will be no sting of salespeople anymore. AI is going to take over. The robots are coming. But I think the answer is that salespeople powered by AI are going to replace the salespeople that are not. And that's the distinction. Like anybody who's out there thinking, ah, oh, you know, I might just dismiss this thing and keep doing what I'm doing. Look out because the, the AI powered sales team, sales orgs and salespeople are going to replace the ones who try to hold on to the, the old way of doing and try and force their buyer into the old traditional path. So embrace it. It's here. It's here to stay. And uh, it's exciting. But I think it's going to be once we get through a little bit of what we described earlier on of make sure that we have the right guardrails, the way we're, we're looking at this and we have uh, good oversight. Um, it's going to be a really, really exciting time ahead. Absolutely. Christian, thank you so much for being here today and talk us through your thoughts on how AI is revolutionizing the world of sales. Uh, there's been a tremendous amount of uh, lessons that I personally have picked up and I'm sure that our listeners have as well. So just, uh, just quickly running through this in my mind, uh, how we spoke about how AI is addressing a gap in technology and how AI is also changing the way the, the buyers buy everything you just mentioned about how the powered by AI sales people will probably win the world of sales versus those who, who are tied to more traditional ways of, of, of doing sales. Uh, we also spoke a little bit about the pitfalls and how to avoid that low quality content flooding through AI and how it can have a negative impact on the brand and, and the review oversight on quantity and quality of communication outside of marketing organization is going to be very crucial to make sure as well that confidential information doesn't get into uh, into AI. We spoke about productivity, efficiency, and effectiveness. We shared some data around it as well. And also, it was uh, also very confronting to hear your view as well that at the end of the day, human touch is still important. People will buy on the basis of emotions still, and that human connection is still going to be important. So thank you for all those lessons today i've certainly learned a lot and uh, it was it's been such a great pleasure to have you on the show thank you thank you ramka thank you adi i've had a great time thanks so much for the invite and uh, keep doing what you're doing this is amazing and thanks to all your listeners too thank you christian take care thanks for tuning into hubspot asia growth forecast today if you enjoyed this episode don't forget to subscribe to the show and leave us a review on spotify or apple podcast or whatever you're listening to this show oh and one more thing if you found the discussion valuable, share it with at least one more person who you think would enjoy listening to it. That's it for this episode, and we will see you real soon on Asia Growth Forecast.